Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Does having a Discoculia diagnosis help you? A very nice presentation on Discoculia, great infographic on Discoculia, about academic modifications, be aware. Parents get busy, make math fun. This is our podcast for week 19 in 2017. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, always great to be here. Thank yes, you for having me. Good to have you, good to have you. Um, we have some very interesting links this week, and if we quickly go to the first one, this is to do uh, with the debate whether having a discoculia diagnosis is helpful. Is that to do with labeling and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is from a disco, uh, discussion on chit chat, and the writer uh, shares that she was told that. Um, uh, dyscalculia without dyslexia was very rare and that having a diagnosis of dyscalculia uh, wouldn't be helpful at all because nobody would know about it anyway so she wouldn't get any help and um, this unfortunately this story uh, is still something that we hear uh, almost on a daily basis also in the US because this story was from a lady in the UK Mm -hmm. so there are many questions that people have around dyscalculia and the diagnosis. Now, the testing for dyscalculia is still very young, and services that are available have a tendency to either focus on the pure form of dyscalculia, which is uh, indeed quite rare, only a few percentages, <coughs> or dive into the various subforms of dyscalculia. Uh, or look at a much broader math learning disorder in general. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> so what is your view? Yeah, in, in my view, it's ex- extremely important to get a diagnosis and at an early age, as early as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, not, That's pretty clear. Yeah, not just <laughs> to ensure you know uh, what you have, but also having a diagnosis that gives you enough detail to know the gaps and uh, to know what are your strengths, and that's right. So it's a diagnosis that. that also helps with the remediation or the start. Well, yeah, will will guide the yeah. intervention, yeah. and that is that is like the the backbone that a tutor can start from. So just having the label without a plan of action that that doesn't do you any good. I, I totally agree with the uh, blog on that moment. Uh, but having a diagnosis with details to work on for remediation, that is of great uh, value. And um, Good. we know now that our brain is very malleable. Right. And with the right intervention, you can definitely go a can long go way. go a long way, right. Yes. So it yes. is important. So, so keep up hope. So our answer is yes, it is important to have a diagnosis of dyscalculia. As long as you do something with it. Right, 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 right. right. Now, the next link is a video of a presentation about dyscalculia. And let's listen in for a little bit here, if I can get this started. Hello, everyone. My name is Deka Torres, and today I'll be presenting on dyscalculia. Let's begin. 
So, what is dyscalculia? Dyscalculia, which literally means difficulty counting or calculating, is the most widely used term for disabilities in arithmetic and mathematics. No, some wonderful graphics Sometimes with it. Sometimes the term acalculia is used to... Yeah, our listeners cannot see it, but uh, it's a nice presentation with, uh, with very nice graphics. What can we learn here, uh, Dr. Schroeder? Well, first of all, it's a really nice overview. And uh, I really love the uh, surprising approach halfway, where they have actors with kid voices play out what uh, can happen in a classroom. And uh, you yeah. see the encounter <laughs> of a teacher and a student who really is in the blue about all those numbers. And you hear these baby voices in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in fact, I, I cannot tell it as nicely as you can see it and hear it on, on the video. You, I, I encourage everyone to uh, click on the link and uh, listen to this uh, presentation yourself and obviously to get the word out and generate more awareness. So when you come across uh, more of these, I'll be happy to look at them and uh, add my comments. And actually it, it shows also not only the frustration of the student, but the the utter helplessness of that teacher who really, really wants to help the student, but the student doesn't get it. And that illustrates also that a teacher shouldn't feel bad about uh, one or two students in their class uh, who just need a different way of teaching. Right, right. So okay. it's, it's not... Good. Something. So this is a good, good presentation. From from a presentation, we go to the next link, which is an infographic. So we have lots of lots of uh, publishing material this week. Uh, it looks great, but is this accurate? Yes, it's absolutely accurate. It comes from the Meister Cody uh, project, which is uh, founded in the uh, Universiteit of Münster in uh, Germany. and oh, it, speak it, Spanish almost <laughs> <laughs> Well, it has great credibility. This uh -huh. is absolute good research. And the data generated from the Meister Cody assessment, and, and it has been uh, translated from German into English uh, also, and the training that goes with it is used to help with dyscalculia research. So every child's Meister Cody test and training results are anonymized. Okay. And sent to the uh, Institute of Psychology at the University of Münster, where uh, researchers use them in real-time research. So, as more children take uh, the assessment, uh, the more data they gather, and the better they understand and how uh, how they can help. So it's a life update of a the life uh, update of their results. How they can continue to okay. help the kids dealing with the math That's weakness even on a global scale. Now they have also uh, translated it in, in English. So yes, the infographic is not just pretty, but also accurate. And the interesting part is that uh, around 20% of the population has a math weakness, and 4 to 7 uh, has actually dyscalculia. Now, it is for us to figure out who is what, and, and tune our remediation for them uh, specifically. And also, at this moment, I like to mention that the Meister Cody math learning game is very interesting and engaging for children. Um, I can just say, uh, try it out. Okay. Young elementary school students it's aimed at.
Okay, that's great. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. And we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. Now, our next link sounds like a warning against accommodations. Let me, let me see if we can listen in on this for a moment. That's what you need to know. Academic modification, what you need to know, it says here. Many students who have learning and attention issues uh, have modified curriculum. What modification in curriculum means is that the child is learning um, less, uh, is required to do less. In other words, it may not be grade level work. It may be uh, fewer assignments. To some extent, that's understandable when a child is struggling in school. But the cumulative effect of constantly having modified curriculum means that children are learning less than their peers. Oh dear, so this is a professor who is uh, guarding against modifications? Well, th this is from the website Understood that I can uh, recommend in general because they right. have really understood very good... Yes. Understood very good information in a very Absolutely. accessible, clear... Uh, format. Now, uh, what is uh, said here is the explanation of the difference between accommodations and modifications. And those oh, words okay. uh, partly sound the same, they do. Um, but they mean something completely different and it's very important that parents are aware of it. So this whole video is a, a warning and an explanation about the difference uh, between accommodation and modification of the curriculum and um, also about uh, how schools may prefer uh, modification as there is little that can go wrong for them right um, and there are not many regulations to guarantee how much the students are gonna learn and which modifications they are gonna apply well if you go for an accommodation you have an IEP that actually parents are uh, much more involved in and the goal of that is to deliver the same content but maybe in a little bit different format so that eventually the student learns the same content that does not happen with a modification right and um, so modifications are easier for the school they can just do what they like just Obviously, Modify they, the they try to, to help the student, but eventually, if you add it all up, particularly if a student has modifications for years after years, that eventually uh, he or she is definitely at a disadvantage when right. there is an end-of-school um, exam or, or, or SAT test. test. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, here, the rule uh, that is given is accommodate first, and modify last, and we okay. totally agree. Thank okay. you for this post. Okay, okay, that's a very good, uh, very good uh, warning. It, it brings us to the last link. It's about making math fun by parents. Well, that is not often happening, I guess. So, what is going on here? Oh well, but you can certainly do that. Math is is all around us. Math can be fun. I mean. This is just a wonderful blog post from uh, New Jersey Hills Media Group. And they link a posting from uh, StatePoint. Now, the, the short of it is an encouragement for parents to make uh, fun in the house and show, show ch children that 
math uh, can be fun that you can actually use it and um, it's not just a topic uh, from your math teacher in school so just as an example baking and setting clock on the oven uh, measuring and counting um, cutting or multiplying and getting a, re a recipe done for a certain amount of people there are so many opportunities for parents to teach their children while doing regular day-to-day -day things so yeah. it's a great post and great encouragement for parents really nice examples and uh, maybe at this moment I may also uh, mention my own website that uh, gives a list of math games for the summer. Remember, we can um, <coughs> reverse the summer slide and make that summertime into a zoom ahead time in math. Well, sounds like a very good encouragement. Uh, the parents can go out there to discoculiaservices.com and review that posting. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder. We hope to see you back next week for your insights. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. She maintains boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard. And she runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can go to the free Discoculia screener on our website, discoculiaservices.com. But if you want a more comprehensive Met and Discoculia screening test, you can go to discoculiatesting.com. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's ebooks are available on Amazon. You can find the link on shop.discoculiaservices.com or go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.